0: Splash, splash, splash Splash your sales, splash your sales Welcome to the Splash Assess Podcast. I am your host, Amy Quinley, and today we are here to recap Jeff Lewis Live for the week of January 8th through the 12th. And there is so much motherfucking shit to talk about, so let's get right into it. On the Monday episode, we had Connie Wilson and Pej Vidal. Baby, baby, baby. And Shane Douglas Crazy. Um, yeah, we had Shane all week. Like, We always do. Love him so much. The forever co-host. Okay, it's the Jeff and Shane Lewis live show. All right, so this starts off with Carney talking about how she brought in a peanut butter dish with Reese's Pieces. Except they were saying it with like the weirdest accent. They kept on saying Reese's Pieces. I was like, what the fuck are you saying? Do you mean Reese's Pieces? Never get it twisted, okay? Never, ever get it twisted. I don't care how they spell it. I don't care how they try to pronounce it. I don't care the official government name for Reese's Pieces Pisses punsies. I don't give a fuck. They're Reese's Pieces forever and always, all right? Gosh. Okay, so enough of me calling out them for their incorrect call-out of peanut Reese's Pieces. But then Pej, you guys, Pej this episode. Pej with the call-outs. Oh, my God. I guess he's a co-host for the after show for Howard Stern. Um, So... I don't know. Like he just kind of had that vibe this episode. Like I could just picture him in the studio, like legs kicked back on the table, baseball hat down. And he was just like talking shit every now and then <laughs> throwing in his three cents. Um, no. So it first started with Carney saying that she had to cancel her Disney plans because she got food poisoning from eating One bite, one bite of slimy chicken salad and spitting it out. I'm like, does that happen when you get older? Is that another side effect of getting older? Because I don't know, when I was younger, I feel like I could eat an entire carton of mold for dinner and (laughs) I'd be at school the next day. Everything's fine. Like, what do you mean? And Pej was on my level too. Like he was so confused. And so this is where the call out started. He was like, wait, from just one bite you really thought you, you think you got food poisoning from that and Carney's like yeah and Pej is like but you didn't even swallow it you just spit it right out like a real champ does am I right girls um, no, but, no, but ew. now I'm just, yeah, now we're picturing something else in Carney's mouth. Ew, sorry, 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 Pej did it, not me. All right, Pej was like, what the fuck? So you didn't swallow, you spit it right out. Like, how do you contract food poisoning from having nasty chicken in your mouth for 0.01 seconds? Like, again, we've all done much, much worse. And so then Pej kept it going because Carney was talking about about how she brings food to everybody. Like she went to a con—she was going to bring them to her friends at Disney before the food poisoning struck. Then she went to a concert once with Jeff, and she brought brownies to Casey and the Sunshine Band or something. (laughs) I'm walking on brownies, whoa! Um. Do they sing? Cause isn't that sunshine good? Um. Okay. But then Pez, he just sat there again. Baseball hat down. No, I don't know what the fuck he was wearing. That's just where we're gonna go with. Um. But he sounded disgusted, and he was like, "You went to a concert with Tupperware with Tupperware? Aren't you embarrassed? Aren't you embarrassed?" You know I love Sebastian Maniscalco. I can't help it. Um, But that is, it's a little embarrassing. All right, Carney? All right, we love you. But girl, girl, girl invite them to your house and then make homemade stuff. You know, the only place I want to eat homemade stuff is when it's made in your home in front of my eyes and I can see firsthand where they, did they wash their hands? Are they digging for gold and then trying to mix up the mashed potatoes and add a little truffle salt? And I don't know, like, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I think that's part of the OCD that I suffer from. All right, so now it moved on to being Carney Wilson's turn with the call outs. So Jameson went to a bar on Saturday night and he saw Julie, Brandy, and Stu there. Of course, three ex Jeff Lewis live. What were three ex Jeff Lewis livers? Th- three now Jeff Lewis unalivers, I don't know, Um, walk into a bar and spot a ginger across the way. No, so Carney was like, um, they fucking went on purpose. They went on purpose because you guys were all there the night before. Like Jameson, he went to the same bar twice, which again, aren't you embarrassed? You fucking little, you're now becoming the town drunk at your local watering hole. No, I'm joking. Jameson probably has like one sip, Um, but... So I just, I feel, so then Carnie, she was like, yeah, just like riling the whole situation up. And now look, you guys have to understand, I fucking love Carnival Wilson, all right? Carnival's my girl, like do not ever, ever get that shit twisted, okay? You can get other shit twisted, don't get that fucking shit twisted. But I do feel like Carnie is one of those people who just kind of like, her, their first reaction is to agree with their friends right away. Like, yeah, 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 do that. Oh, and then takes one second and is like, oh, or, yeah, actually, wait, you might be being an asshole. I don't, I don't really know. Like, it's just like, you know, the people pleaser thing. But we love you, Carnival. I love you, Carney. Okay, then it moves on to being Jeff Lewis's turn with the call out. It was just call out Monday, I guess. So... Jeff was like, oh, really? Julie, Brandy, and Stu all went to talk shit about me? Huh, I'm surprised Megan wasn't there. I was like, oh my god, we're not losing an eighth friend, okay? Jeff mentioned on Friday's episode he lost seven good friends in 2023. We're not we're not starting off with losing Mushroom Maggie, okay? She is there for life. She is a gargoyle in Jeff's life, or at least she better be. She better be, or we're gonna have some real fucking issues. I know Jeff Lewis has issues, but they ain't even scratched the surface yet, okay? I got my claws out. I'm ready to scratch that bitch up. No, but honestly, I am just... So happy that Megan Weaver still talks to Julian Brandy. When I heard that, I was like, good, good. She should. She should. They all, any one of them who had an independent relationship with Julian Brandy and still loves them as people, as they all should, should still have, yes, yes. Just because Jeff doesn't want to, just because the cult leader doesn't want to, doesn't mean all the cult followers have to join in, okay? Just kidding. I'm kidding. It was because last week we talked about cults, you know? But I mean if the shoe fits, then put it on the cult leader's foot. <laughs> that joke Friday, okay? Let's move on to the Tuesday episode. We had Taylor Armstrong. Ew, I'm like Taylor Leg Week. <laughs> Has anybody ever made that joke to her? Ta- Hi Taylor Armstrong. I'm Amy Leg Weak. <laughs> oh, is your Armstrong? Cause my legs weak, bitch. Um, maybe that can be. What was her name? Ava? No, that lady in um, Real Housewives in New York, and she had a fake leg. Aviva. Aviva. I love that name. Aviva. Aviva. Fran Drescher's daughter or something. I don't know. They have a similar thing. Um okay, so yeah, Doug Buden. Do we mention him? Love you, Doug. Doug Bud in Doug Buttson. All right, so Doug Buttson to the sexual harassment training seminar. No, basically, he was randomly selected... Randomly selected by SiriusXM HR to complete sexual harassment training, which is so weird that SiriusXM does it like that and, like, picks everybody off one by one to do a virtual training that they do on their own time. You know, like, the company sends it to them, and it's like, you have two months to complete this task, then why don't you just email it to everybody and get everybody done with it? Like what? What? Who's running the ship over there? Um, but yeah, so, and really we're going to have more questions for whoever's running the ship over there because Doug is halfway through the course. You guys no, this is so unacceptable. <clears throat> he still has an hour or two left an hour or two left what the fuck what do you mean what do you mean that means you've already put in an hour or two how fucking long is this training what and he said that he answered about 60 to 70 questions what the actual fuck so that means that the test in total is anywhere from 120 to 150 questions like how many questions do you need to ask how many what what do you talking? like do you know where people's private parts are do you know not to touch them do you know not to make weird jokes about them great okay three questions and we're done we're done like what do you mean that how fucking twisted are your employees that you need to ask them 150 questions before they really get the point home if they understand what it is to be sexually harassed oh my fucking god Oh my God. Or just dress them up like Mrs. Doubtfire and send them down a construction site road because it, the times never change in a construction site. Let's just say that. <laughs> the Me Too movement might be worldwide. It's reached every corner, every crevice of the world, except ex- <laughs> except for construction site sites. Oh my God. I can't even tell you how many. T- no, it's disgusting. Even if you go on the other side of the road, it's still like their fucking heads on a swivel. And trust me, you don't need to be a girl. You just need to be somebody with long hair and like have some lumps around your body. The and they'll just—they're thrilled. They're thrilled by the sight. <laughs> I had a Spanish teacher who was so mad when she came over here. Cause she was like, I'm not cat called enough. Like, I know that's probably wrong, but like, it's not because in my culture, that's just what we, that's how I know that I look good for the day. How else would I know? I was like, I don't know, ma'am, maybe the mirror, mirror, mirror on the wall. Like, why the fuck do you need a street full of horny ass men to tell? What the fuck? But okay. Um, yeah. So anyway, I'm just saying, like, I worked for the state government and I swear I completed our sexual harassment training in less than 20 minutes. So how does Serious XM, I guess they have Howard Stern show. So yeah, I guess it kind of makes sense that it needs to go that deep. All right, moving on, moving on. And you know what, though? I guarantee there were more weirdos working for the government than there in my office than there are at SiriusXM. Let's just say that. Let's be real clear. Okay, so then Jeff asked Doug, hey, what happened to, uh, well, lo, lo, que pasa, que pasa to the tres amigos, amigas? Because, basically, Doug was hosting the live show for Tamara, Vicky, and Shannon, but now it's the Dos Amigas, just Shannon and Vicks, Shannon and Vix a lot v- Sir, Sir Vicks-a-lot, um, but yeah... So they go over all the cities that Doug will be touring in, and it was just like Candy Burris, you guys. I was like, "Damn, he's worldwide, bitch!" Because I think they're going to Ontario, on unless there's an Ontario in the U.S. I believe that's just a Canada territory. E I E I O, Ontario. Okay, so uh, what was I saying? Oh, yeah. Um. But then Jeff provides an a, amazing example, a live example of what I was saying last week that everyone cannot help it but think in terms of themselves. Okay, so once Doug was done talking, Jeff was like, like, Jeff, Doug is like, oh, yeah, we're going on tour and we're going here and there and I'm going to do this and blah, 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 blah. And Jeff is just like, oh, so. Guess you won't be around for radio the next few months. Guess you won't be able to co-host my show for a little bit. I guess your shoulders might be a little lighter now that you don't have to carry the team so hard. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, But, like, obviously, Jeff instantly just thinks about how it affects him, which I totally get. But Doug was like, oh, no, it's only going to be Wednesday through Friday. You ain't getting rid of me that fast, all right? But then Jeff keeps on asking, like, all right, Doug, Taylor, somebody, somebody who knows them, tell me, what is the beef between the girls? Why did Tamara split from them? why did we go from trace to dose? What is like, what's, what's going on? And Taylor and Doug are like, cricket, cricket. We, there's nothing, nothing going on over here. Huh? And Jeff's like, what the fuck? You guys totally know Taylor, Taylor, do you know? Doug, do you know? And they're like, we plead the fifth. And Jeff is like, wow, that's great. Thanks everyone. Anyways, well, I talked to Shannon this weekend and I told her, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, what the fuck, Jeff? So you clearly know, you know, you know. Now I feel like uh, more Candy Burris. Who? You? You? Who? Who? Um, okay, Why well, I, well, I can't realize why I was, like quotes just ever get out of my head. It's so annoying. Um. But it was just like. Jeff you are best friends or close friends with Shannon Bedore you clearly know exactly what is going on behind the scenes so why are you trying to drag it out of Doug why are you trying to drag it out of Taylor when you are most likely the one that's talked to them the most about it and you know exactly what the fuck is happening so you clearly just wanted Doug or Taylor to be the ones to spill the tea and it felt very Monica troll um what if reality von tease Salt Lake City esque. you know you're like trying to get other people to do the bidding and say it on camera just like they were like oh say the there's a rumor there the, ru- the rumors the rumors and yeah Jeff was basically doing that he's like have you heard about the rumors the rumors and I'm just proud of Doug and Taylor for not taking the bait and I'm also annoyed that Jeff didn't spill the tea that he knows because <laughs> Because we just, we love a mess, you know? We love a mess and it helps us not think about our own. But then, Jeff, I do want to say I really agree with his advice that he was giving Shannon because Alexis Bellino is officially coming back to RHOC this season, and so is Shannon Badur. But this season, John Jansen isn't dating Shannon. He's now dating Alexis, even though he hates being around celebrities and being around Stanley Tucci and like being in the spotlight. You're going to have to listen to Old Splash Assassins to understand that whole saga. The Stanley Tucci. St- st- Stanley Tucha. Tucha? Um Stanley Tucci saga of twenty twenty two is one of the greatest stories to be told. But anyways, so He's basically like Shannon. Look, unless you're desperate for money, which we know you're not, because your divorce proceedings were all public. Uh, not that you're on Sutton Strack's level. Holy shit, you guys! Sutton Strack, its like thousands, not obviously thousands, but like I forget if it was thirty thousand or three hundred thousand a month. Either way, either way, I would—I sp- could spend it all. Don't tempt me with a good time, but. Um, Jeff was basically like, Shannon, don't do it. Like, why would you be on Real Housewives if you're going to have to deal with your ex? You're going to have to deal with Alexis. Like, you're just giving them storylines and just giving like you already your name is a household name by now. So you can branch out beyond House of Villains, do what do other stuff. You and Jeff can be on a show together, you know, like do a renovation. So I don't know. But like, you don't got to go back to RHOC. And I just yes, I agree. But also, I don't think it's about the money. I don't think for I, Heather Debro has proved that it's not about the money. I think once you get addicted to attention like that, you probably that's a little harder to give up. But yikes. Again, great advice, Jeff, but I kind of hope Shannon doesn't take it. Circle back to us loving the mess. What can you say? What can you come on? If it was our own mess, we would, you know, like it's everyone's life gets messy sometimes. And it's fascinating to watch. When it happens to others. Awful, awful when it happens to you. Okay, so moving on. Then Jeff Lewis, he gets mad at Sam. Womp womp. Sam's the new Kean, But basically Sam was talking in front of the new Gus. So I don't. we don't know his name yet, but there's a new Gus. And the new Kean was like, oh, Shane, I'm so sorry. Could I couldn't make it to your birthday party. But the new Gus wasn't even invited to the party. And so Jeff was like, oh, my God, this is so cringe. I was just hiding behind my computer. Like, obviously, everyone wants to hang out with us. And, like, it was so embarrassing and awkward that he wasn't invited. New Gus wasn't invited to Shane's party. And we talked about it in the office in front of him. Look, um... Even Doug says it. He's like, I mean, it's okay. You don't need to be invited to everything. Even more than that, though. Even more than just not needing to be invited to everything. Sometimes, you don't always want to be invited to everything. Like, maybe... Maybe he didn't want to go, you know, like sometimes I just I'm just I'm kind of that girl, you know, like my coworkers would always want to go out. And I was like, nah, (laughs) nah, like I don't I know what a night out with you guys and I know what a night out at home. I just I I, you know, (sighs) don't you just want to hang out with your cats? Oh, my God. I need I know I need a social life. All right. We'll work on that. 2024. Go out more. All right. So Jeff is going back to being a dick. No more Mr. Nice Guy. Um, And Doug says what we're all thinking. The instant joke. Anytime you hear somebody says that this is Mr. Nice Guy. This has been Mr. Nice Guy. Then what the fuck are we in for? No, I agree. Actually, Jeff, I'm uh, so over it as well. There's look, there's a fine line and not saying go around and be a dick to everybody like, but just being overly nice and like not setting your boundaries strong enough in the beginning. I agree. Let's work on that. All right. Set boundaries more 2024. (laughs) just do anything more in 2024 or do less I could care less so Doug has an extra room a room for more in 2024 all right I'll stop I'll stop um but Doug's roommate is moving out and Doug wants to open up a bed and breakfast once he's gone for chumps for chumps to stay there kind of like yeah like a kitschy like Oh, come to the jail El House, the Chump House, and stay for a night with the one and only Doug Buden. He'll cook you. He'll—I was gonna say—cook you in a shed. Um, that might happen. <laughs> he'll cook you a delicious meal from his garden, and then he'll take you to the shed, and you can do whatever the fuck you want. But I'm not here to judge. And Jeff might even stop by as part of the package. Now look, they seem very excited about this, and Doug really seems to think it's a great idea. But you know how some things are a great idea? Until they're not? Until they're not? You know, like... People are fucking crazy. What the- We talked about this. Kelly Dodd giving her address out on last week's episode. No, we don't do that shit. Doug now giving out his address to anybody willing to pay for- No, we don't do that shit. And now they're gonna sleep over? Okay, say nine out of ten of them are nice, lovely people, as we all are. Most of us are. All right? The tenth out of tenth person? Ee, 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 dead. You're dead. You're fucking dead. All right? Death by- death. Doug. Death by Doug. That's what you want. That's what you want. That's how you want to go out. Death by a fucking Jeff Lewis obsessed fan. No, that's not the shit we're doing. All right. <sighs> So I'm just saying, Um, but then also Doug's neighbor, he let him know (laughs) because Doug's roommate is still living there right now, but he likes to go out at night and Doug likes to go to bed early. I'm, I am Doug just in a 32 year old girl's body (laughs) and I, my bed doesn't talk to me. Um, but so the roommate, yeah, he climbs through his window at night. So that he doesn't go through the front door and wake up Doug. And basically, he's so terrified of Doug and all the cameras and all that. He's just like, I would rather climb through my window and not disturb anybody. Even though that's so disturbing for the neighbors to have to see what the if what the fuck like they're lucky that they recognized him? What if his front torso was already in the window? How would you know that it was the roommate and not an intruder? What if you're like, yo, there's somebody fucking climbing through your window right now I'm gonna call you the cops like <laughs> is that Jimmy Shu like <laughs> is that a Jimmy Choo? or is that Jimmy Shu? No. <laughs> <laughs> i cracked myself up um yeah i just i just it was such a missed opportunity though because as they were talking about it all i could hear in my head was come through my window i'll be home soon i'll be home and isn't that carney wilson because they went to break right after that and they didn't play that song Wait, will come through my who sings it Oh, Melissa Etheridge. Ooh. Womp womp. Well, I mean, I feel like same brand, but not same brand, but like that, that's, it's, I wasn't that far off. Am I? Carney Wilson, Melissa Etheridge. I feel like it's same wavelength. All right. Love them all. Okay. Then this was wild. You guys call her Marie. Oh my God. <laughs> Oh, R.I.P. Marie. No, she's still alive. She's still with us. So she called in live from Disney. I think she was actually on the Splash Mountain ride. That's what it sounded like. It sounded like she was in the middle of a fucking shit show. It was just like crinkly everywhere behind her. And people like, whoa, whoa, tita Disney. And she's like, hello, hello, Jeff. I was like, oh, my God, lady, can we screen these calls? Can you like, I don't know, have, duck under your coat or something? to get, uh, block out some of the noise. Anyways, um, she was actually, she wasn't on Splash Mountain. She was in some Star Wars line and she was there early morning to be one of the first people. Now, earlier in the show, Jameson and Oscar made a, rather desperate if you ask me, no, they made a plea to get into Club 39, which is like some very, very exclusive, exclusive, honey, um, exclusive place in Disney. And so I thought that Marie was calling in to invite them to Club 39 because Jeff was like, oh, if anybody wants to bring my producers, the producers and not the off-Broadway show. No, I'm talking the off XM lineup. So that's why we thought Marie was called. Even Taylor, Taylor Armstrong agreed with Amy Weakleg. <laughs> Leg weak. Um, what was I saying? I just got... Distracted by myself. Oh yeah, Marie. So it ends up, she was only calling in to see that Jeff should pay for Oscar and Jameson's season passes to Disney. Like... What the fuck? I was like, oh my God, Marie, story of Jeff's life. Like, here he is thinking something fun's about to happen, and really he just has to end up paying for somebody else to have fun, you know? Like, we thought, we uh, just now he has to go buy them season passes? Why? Why? We're setting boundaries in 2024, Marie, all right? Set boundaries more 2024. Have you not heard the news? All right, this includes for Jeff, not paying additional things on top, like... With Jen Green, one of the reasons he was so fucking verklempt, I mean, many reasons, I'm sure. But for Hollywood House Season 2, not only did she get paid by Amazon Freebie, her salary, but then Jeff enhanced her salary with his own funds out of nowhere. Like, don't do that shit. If Amazon Freebie gives her a salary, I'm sure she would have taken the job with that Like, you didn't need to add that extra money in. Now you're not only emotionally invested because it's your own show, but you're even more financially invested in it because you're giving your producer your own money that's just crazy that that so that's one of jeff's boundaries to work on i would say well what do i know but um but this was the scary part about Marie's call, okay? Right? So she wasn't going to get them into Club 39. That was bad enough. But then Jeff was like, um, yeah, no, I'm not going to get them season passes because then, like, I'd have to go with them or something. And Marie's like, oh, no, they can come with me. I always go alone. In fact, I'm alone right now. Oh, 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 my Oh, my God. Now, you guys remember, she is one of the first people in line, okay? She said that. Alone. Alone on a cold Disney morning. Alone. Uh, like, there are some things that we keep to ourselves, Marie. Oh, my God. I would not be advertising that y- you spend Tuesday mornings alone in a Star Wars line. And did I just, but, you know, to each their own. To me, I say off with her head. <laughs> you, Marie Antoinette, Antoinette. Okay, moving on to Wednesday's episode. We had Kristen Teichman in the building and Paige Davis. We're working on our indoor voices. Um, No, so Jeff starts off by asking how often the girls weigh themselves. You know, the classic interview question. But Jeff was saying that they should watch their weight. Or maybe Weight Watchers. It was Weight Watchers. Yeah, they wanted to advertise with Jeff, I think. But Kristen was like, ew, I never weigh myself. Like, I just do the jeans test. If my jeans don't button or they fit too tight, gets a little too snug, the roll explodes over, <laughs> over the side. The muffin top really just uh had a little too much yeast in it and just overbaked itself. Um. Yeah, she just knows to eat one less muffin, okay? One less muffin. Agreed, girl. Agreed. Like, Jeff, put down the scale. I know you have OCD, and again, like we said last week, life is whack-a-mole, so... I guess if Jeff got rid of his scale, he would just find something else to obsess over. Like, he would just start monitoring his heart rate on his Apple Watch or something and become obsessed with that. Or be like Doug and be obsessed with his sleep schedule and oh, how many minutes of deep REM he got. But it's really just, it feels to me like such a 1990s thing. Early two thousand, I don't know, just like where every bathroom in across the U.S. had a fucking scale in it. Just like in twenty twenty four, every room in America is gonna have a cuckoo clock now, <laughs> thanks to Franck setting the new design trend. But it's just like I agree with Kristen. Like when people are obsessed with the scale, I don't understand. Like, don't you wear the same clothes enough that you just notice when it fits different? Don't you notice? You know, I I notice from when. I wake up in the morning if I'm wearing the same jeans so when I go to bed that they fit different even throughout the day you know but like it was just like Betty White's advice that I heard one time and it's similar to what Kristen said where Betty was like if I eat too many cookies one day then the next day I just don't have any cookies you know just simple simple keep it simple Betty White what a legend and honestly but then at that point it's also like when you're Betty White's age, when she was saying it, she was like 97 when she was saying this advice. Wouldn't you just eat the cookies every fucking night and every fucking morning, every day? Like, at that point, I'm, I, all bets are off. I don't, I'm going to be like chain smoking on Molly every day, just <laughs> shoving down quarter pounders left and right. Like, <laughs> Oh, my God. See, you have to make things fun. And if you're going to get old, everybody just always complains about getting old, getting old. I always say that the elderly, they need a new PR campaign. They need a new PR manager because everybody talks so much shit about them and getting old when it's really such a privilege. And you have to find... Yeah, I mean, I guess you regress back to a baby and all that. So it's not fun to, like, lose your motor skills and not be able to talk or remember or think anymore. But... <laughs> you can still eat, you can still eat, you can still drink, and that is the most important thing in life, all right? So if you get to be that, and chain smoke, well, do whatever. If you get to be that old, I'm just saying, have the most fucking fun you ever want to. All right, so let's just move Oh, wait, actually, I do want to say, though, because Leah Black was saying last week how Gen Z are sluts, the Z- Gen sluts sluts or no she wasn't saying that she never said that word okay let's not that's not leah black is much more polite than that but she was saying that they're very sexual whatever and then i just want to say because people are like oh yeah that generation are always on only fans and all that the young kids are just fucking each other left and right blah 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 but then You turn on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this week, and we have, in one five-minute segment, we have Dorit giving her orgasm face, where she was like, you guys, let's go around and make the noise we would if we were having an orgasm, and everyone was like, nah, and Dorit's like, all right, well, I still want to do it, like, they were desperate, especially Dorit, she was involved in all these situations, but they were desperate to, like, be sexual, it was so weird, and then Dorit and Kyle were scissoring with their clothes on, sure, that just called dry humping they were dry humping on tv which is fine good justice for dry humping if that's what you're into but i'm just saying then dorit and sutton were touching tongues and it was just like oh okay so the younger generation is over sexualizing themselves when we have the real house has a beverly Hills scissoring on screen what the actual fuck and then if you really want to get into it Earlier in the season, why am I getting so I'm? Why am I sweating over Real Housewives? Okay, but because of the the fucking double standard, the hypocrisy. Because Sutton couldn't handle Magic Mike when they were in Las Vegas, when a male stripper put his face in between Crystal Minkoff's legs while she was wearing pants, mind you. Again, basically dry humping, and Sutton was like, "Oh my God, I'm a ballet teacher, and I'm a lady, and I can't be seeing that." And you guys. Do your trashy, white trash shit, but, like, I am not going to be a slur with the rest of you guys. And it's like, oh, okay, but then in the next episode, you'll watch your friends, again, scissor, dry hump, and then you yourself, Sutton, will shove your tongue down your friend's throat, but the everything at magic Mike was too far like it just nothing makes sense okay double standards hypocrisy it's just like an inherent human trait and I feel like we don't talk about it enough because no one wants to recognize it in yourself because it sounds like you're flaky or like I don't know hypocrisy it's like it's just, but we all, are, we all were like Starbursts. They, oh, that was a commercial, Juicy Contradictions. Yeah, we all burst out of stars and we turned into Juicy Contradictions, okay? And I'm here for it. I love it. Moving on to the Thursday, the Thursday episode. We had Judge Lauren Lake in the house and Zach Noe Towers in the motherfucking tower, in the motherfucking shower, golden hour. Okay, so Jeff got schooled, motherfucking schooled by the front desk receptionist. Woo, you go, girl. Um, Over at Series XM office. And their food, <laughs> their food, it was, their feud was over food. <laughs> <laughs> Food feud. Um, s- snacks specifically. So Zach, oh my gosh, you guys, this. Mm-mm. Zach goes, oh my God, Series 6M has the best snacks ever. They're like name brand and everything. And Jeff starts rattling off. He's like, oh my God, I know. We got Doritos, Fritos, Tostitos, pretzels. I don't know. And. I was just like, wow, you guys, wow, Bethany, wow. No, but like a big corporation buys you the most highly processed, least expensive food in America, in America. And we're supposed to be impressed by that? How is that the best snacks? If you had like, like uh small New York roasted cashews with like Cajun seasoning, I don't know, from like a farm upstate, I don't, those, that, I'd be like, yes, I can get behind those snacks. Fucking Doritos? Nasty? I, don't get me wrong, you guys, they are fucking delicious. But again, that's because they add chemicals to make that actually addictive and it's all just back into the American consumerism. And we all just eat all that shit and then it makes you feel sick. And then you have to go into the medical and get healthcare and all that. And it all ties together and you just spend more and more and more all because you were trying to spend less on cheap snacks, but the ramifications. All right. And so it just, how are people impressed by that? Like, I would be annoyed if I worked at Sirius XM and those were the snacks. I'd be like, what the fuck? You cheap ass bitches. <laughs> Sorry. Jim Thompson and whoever... Uh, At least get, like, some of Crystal Minkoff's coconut water in the mix, since I've already talked about her this episode, instead of, like, that unclean bevy machine that they also brag about. Again, that's nothing to write home to Ma about, okay? But Jeff's whole issue with the snack situation were that there were no Doritos left in the snack basket, so instead he went to the stock closet and he snatched some, right as the employee was trying to organize in there, and then Jeff berates her for doing an awful job and not having everything, Every single snack option available at every single time of day. Now, look, the real solution is to wire Jeff's mouth. No, I'm just kidding. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. The real solution is to have snack storage, okay? I've been an office bitch before. What you have to do is get snack storage in the same space as the snack table so that you have the snacks out on the table then you got the kitchen cupboards filled with some backstock. So you wouldn't need Jeff to go into the official stock closet. He just goes into the official backstock cabinet. You see where I'm getting at? So she can keep the closet to Herself, because apparently she likes to be in the closet. So, Jeff, you know what that was like for some of your life. So, let people be in the closet if they want to be in the goddamn motherfucking closet. All right, you can't people, you can't rush people out of it. Anyways, moving on. Jeff gets um, his pet's teeth cleaned, and the, he gave them anesthesia, and their eyes were left open during it. <gasps> That's so creepy. I would never be able to look at them the same. I'd be like, "You fucking zombie cat. I know what you could turn into with one one bite of a parasite. You're gonna start eyes rolling back. I don't like that shit." Um, wait, this is hilarious though. You guys, I left my cats the other day watching Sex in the City <laughs> on E, and when I came back home like an hour later, <laughs> figure skating was on. Like Olympic figure skating. And I was like, what the fuck? Did my cats just change the channel? Were they like, "Yo, I'm tired of Carrie Bradshaw's bullshit. Like, I'm not, I'm not into this episode. We never liked Aiden. We don't want to, we don't want to watch this one. So let's see some figure skaters. I don't know. No, I guess it was e. They changed, they changed from Sex and the City to Olympic coverage out of nowhere. But the point is, my cat Finnegan was so captivated by these ice skaters, his eyes were glued to the screen, like they were so big, just staring and i'm sure that you could have cleaned his teeth during that time he wouldn't have even noticed he wouldn't have even noticed he was watching for the double pixel i don't i don't know skating Okay, so um, I guess everyone in Jeff's life really does like costing him money. It's just he attracts people that cost him more money. But (laughs) add the dog trainer to the list. Uh, She basically recommended that Toby was dying and need to immediately be brought to the vet. Even though Jeff was like, no, I just said that yesterday he got his teeth cleaned. He had anesthesia. Eyes rolled back. Remember that whole thing? And the trainer was like, no, he has a parasite. He definitely has a parasite from... LaGuardia Airport and or it was like Lou Erickson disease. I don't know. It was some some parasite disease. And she really freaked Jeff out, which is awful to do to a pet owner to tell them that your pet, you know, that of course he's going to freak out and bring Toby to the vet. And I'm like, what? This is why I hate doctors, including vets, all this shit. Because if Jeff goes in and he says, look, I'm scared that my dog has LaGuardia parasite. And as the vet, you say, okay, let's check. We're going to do this testing. And now that the testing's done, the vet now says, oh, but we actually didn't test for that. So we need to do more testing. I, 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 I'd be like, what? what the fuck? Then I, I don't need a test. I know from 100% that I need a new vet. Like if I say, I think my dog has this parasite and then you say, all right, we're going to do testing. And then you, te- and then you come back and you're like, oh yeah, by the way, that test, then what testing did you just do? Why'd you do that first round? What? What? I don't, I know. Get a new vet, get a new dog trainer too. get a new dog while you're at it. No, I'm, I'm kidding. Oh my God. Love you so much, Toby. No, no, no. And Jeff loves you too, but it, just in case, though, actually, you know what? On the nights that Doug, his Airbnb has a vacancy, or is it no vacancy? I always forget which me. whatever, whenever a uh, chump is staying there. Maybe Toby can stay the night, too. He can be like the B&B mascot. The B&B, every B&B needs a pet. Come on. I mean, that's an amazing idea. But then, you guys, the, the vet had to get a stool sample from Toby, shoving a finger up his ass, oh my, what the fuck, right there on the spot, just burp. Oh my god, I just want to know, do dentists know that vets have to do this? Because I know that dentists get depressed shoving their fingers in people's mouths all day, and it's the most likely profession to commit suicide, all that fun fact, but don't they know that it's at least better to have your finger in a human mouth than to have it in an animal's asshole? What the fuck? Not that there's much of a difference between the two, (laughs) but I'm just saying, I think I'd rather be a dentist than a vet. Moving on. Then we somehow get on the topic of Bigfoot. No idea how, but they were talking about scary movies and Judge, Judge Lauren, like how she carries the movie into her dream and will like start like fighting people and like trying to like, I'm going to kill you if you try to kill me. And I'm the same as her. Like, I can't watch something without it seeping into my nighttime REM cycle. But Jeff was like, okay, you do wake up before you die, though, right, Judge? Because if you die in your dream, then you die in real life. Now, guys, we have all heard this, right? Have you, you've you heard that, right? I've definitely heard that throughout my life. But that has to be a wives' tale. That has to be a wives'. Can someone let me know if they've died or not? Like, I know that I've been in plane crashes and, like, the second it's going down, like, then my eyes open. But does that count? as? I don't know. I don't, because... I just think it, it has to be a wives' tale. It's just like if you keep your eyes open when you sneeze, they say that your eyes will pop out of its sockets. Uh, no, you guys, if that was true, if that was true, don't you think that more people wouldn't have eyes? Come on, there's no way that even accidentally, sometimes you left your eyes open, they would have pop right out. I just pictured like a gumball in the SpongeBob ice cream from the ice cream chuck, like a SpongeBob um, ice cream. Gumball eyes. I always, if there's an ice cream truck, I only get an ice cream that has gumballs as well because then it's like two treats in one. I'm a business bitch. Um, okay, so moving on to the Friday episode, we had Dr. Donna, Dr. Donna Dan and Justin Martin fan of Falza's, No, Justin Martin DL. Now, Jeff went on a date and he overshared very much after he overdrank beforehand, but. He was like, oh, I went to therapy before my date. So I was just feeling so open. And I was like, no, you went to therapy and then you went to pre-drinks before your date drinks. So I think it was during the pre-drinks when you had too many martinis that left you feeling pretty open. Um and also his date drink nothing. What? What? I don't know. To me if my date drinks nothing then I'm drinking nothing and never dating him again. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. But um yeah, it's just interesting it's, and to get that many, dr- to have four drinks that night when your date had zero. But sure, do your, you do you, boo. Uh, I honestly think it's karma. I think it was karma that he was a little sloppy mess last night because he was talking so much shit about Paige Davis on Thursday's episode being, or Wednesday, whatever, being loud and a mess when they went out the previous night. And now. Once you call somebody out like that, the universe is going to be like, "Hey Jeff, guess what? You can be a mess too, okay?" And yeah, it was his turn. So um we do count Jeff's drinks from last night though. Which Oh, I love this game. It's my favorite game. This this kind of game I can get behind. So like I said, he did have 4 on an empty stomach, on zero food, 4 drinks, no food. Best combo you could ever ask for. And he did also manage to consume beer, wine, and liquor in those four drinks. Like, <laughs> it's not like you have like four beers or what. No, it's like, oh, I'll have a martini, a wine, a this, that, that. Now, earlier this week, Jeff was saying how now that he's single, of course he's going to go out and date. Like, he's not going to sit at home like some loser every night. Now, I just want to say, in defense of losers that sit at home most nights single. That's me. I'm including myself. I just want to say, I didn't have four drinks last night. I didn't spend hundreds of dollars between multiple bars and Ubers and all of that. Like, okay, you might talk shit because I stay home, but uh, my bank account's happy. My stomach's happy. My liver's thrilled. All right? So let them. If, if Jeff wants to talk shit about people that like to stay home, let them. Let them. Um, no, but the best part about this is when Jeff said the final tally of four drinks. (laughs) Shane, Shada Shane, Shady Shane. He let out the tiniest, but most horrified gasp I've ever heard. He was like, Jeff was like one, two, I guess, I guess it was four. And she was like, I didn't realize it was that bad. No, it was hilarious. I loved it. Okay, so then, ooh, yikes, Jeff talks about listeners that are going way too far, way too far, and he knows that people talk about him on, like, blogs or, like, have podcasts about him, I don't, who does that, who the fuck does that, um, but these people were saying very mean things, and for a second, obviously, because everything just gets turned to yourself, so I was like, is he talking about me, what, but I'm such a nice girl, I'm such a nice girl, And I only talk about things that were specifically talked about on JLL, like, and I just talk about myself, let's be honest. So, but anyways, it turns out it had nothing to do with me. It's this listener who listed Monroe's school. I don't, how do you, who, who even has the time to know, like, who, yeah, get a hobby. They should clip that from Jill Zarin, get a hobby, start playing that more. Um, but this listener was, like, saying all the celebrity kids that go to Monroe School, what, just giving out way too much information. And Jeff now wants his core sleuths to let him know who the fuck said it, who said it. And I just want to say, y'all better keep my name out your mouth, okay? We keep it fun over here at Splash of Sass. We ain't talking no shit. We just talking shade. There's a fine line. Maybe we talk both. I don't know, but it's all with love. Okay, so then Jeff Lewis ends with saying how... Oh, my God, this is awful. He lost seven good friends this year in an avalanche. No, um, he lost them one by one, just metaphorically out of his life. And when he sat back and thought about what he could have done differently for every situation, which is amazing, by the way, like, don't get me wrong. It's amazing. And yet he still... Like, to do that, to sit back and think about your role and what could have been different and all that so that you don't keep losing friends. And then yet, you still, all week, have been annoyed talking shit about Julie and Brandy, annoyed that they're friends with Megan and hanging out with Stu and all that. Then you still talk shit about Jenny Poulos and you made a lame-ass joke about... It's not even a joke, it's just, like, lame at BravoCon about her being a -a make-a-wish, whatever. And, like, again, flipping out would not fucking exist if it was not for Jenny Poulos. I don't care. If Jeff's personality is what propelled it to the success it was and what drove the show, it doesn't matter. If Jenny never wanted to be in the industry, she would have never brought these producers around Jeff in the first place. So let's stop talking shit about her, okay? And Jeff still hasn't said that it was wrong of him to accuse Heather McDonald of committing a felony. He won't even say those words, even though he was so quick to call her a felon when the whole fake scandal, juicy hoop scandal of 2023 first happened. But Jeff has only said that he shouldn't have gotten involved in the first place. Okay. Yeah. That's the bare minimum that you can say. And then he sits there wondering why there's still so much turmoil in his life. And to be honest, this is the second time that Dr. Donna has been there. There was one other week a few weeks ago, and I didn't recap that show, but Jeff was basically sitting there next to his therapist, begging for help, like begging to be enlightened, begging for an answer, whatever. And yet we still Don't get to the root of it. And Dr. Donna's amazing and lovely and whatever. And you can't expect one person to solve all your problems. But I'm just saying, Jeff, you need somebody with a different perspective. I would even suggest getting a third therapist. And maybe make Dr. Donna like a really close friend that you just get dinner. I don't know. You know, come come see Dr. Amy, baby. Come see Dr. Amy. (laughs) I take Medicaid. I don't leave trolly comments. And yeah, we'll fix some shit. Fix more 2024. All right, that's it for today. We'll be back next week with another recap. I love you guys so fucking much. Have the best weekend ever. Okay, love you, bye. Splash, splash, splash. Splash say. Splash your say.